What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Spread the Good Stuff podcast. I am your host, Bron Carley, better known as the Good Stuff Guy. Here we bring you good stuff all the time. Today is our first episode, and we thought that it would be really fun to kick things off by bringing my friend and producer of the podcast, my man, Dan, to interview me for the first episode. So Dan, I'm gonna throw it to you, my man. Oh, Bronkart, so happy to be here. I'm so happy for you starting off on this podcasting venture. And I thought it was only right that the first guest is you. We gotta put you in the, in the hot seat here. And in order for the good audience of this show to know where you're going, of course, they gotta know where you've been and get a little background on you. I'm sure most people are familiar with you. Uh, multi-talented, true polymath, been there, done that. Uh, you are, it, quite honestly, it'd be easier to list the things you haven't done instead of the things you do do because um, it is a long list. So tell the audience about yourself. Who is Bronkar? Where do you come from? What's your background? How'd you get here? Ah, uh, yar, I am a Viking. No, uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> I come from Pluto. No, I, uh, no, so I was born and raised in, in Georgia and uh, have two boys, beautiful spirited boys, a glorious wife and sanity goddess, Cindy. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. I've, 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 I've lived many lives in this one. And uh, my, my belief is that life happens in the detours. And so I've taken a lot of detours, whether it's down, you know, the circus performer route or the musician route or the healer route, uh, keynoting, all kinds of random adventures that I've had or detours. And, you know, my, my mission is really, uh, is really to, to, to synthesize all of these experiences down to, um, down to what I call the good stuff. And my mission across, you know, across the board, no matter what I've plugged into has all been about, uh, you know, bringing out the best in others about unlocking the harmonic potential in every situation and relationship that I, that I'm in and not only bringing out the best in others, but also bringing up the best in myself and spreading that, whether that's through, uh, you know, friendships, partnerships, colleagues in business, parenting, whatever that looks like. It's really focusing on, on, on what, 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 brings that joy, summons that silly, catalyzes the creativity and brings out the best in, uh, in human beings. That's really my mission as an individual. And that's what we're focused on bringing to this show here. That definitely sounds like good stuff, my brother. And <laughs> I, I got to ask, and I don't even think I've asked you this off camera. Uh, where does the name come from? Where did your parents come up with the name Bronco? I'm sure I'm not alone. Uh, with the rest of the audience and saying that you are the only Broncar that I've ever met and know currently. So what's yeah. the background on the name? Very interesting name. Yeah. So Broncar is actually my middle name. And so it's a family name. Um, and when I was, uh, and I, and trust me, I get many nicknames because that name B R O N K A R gets misspelled on a daily basis, I'm sure it, uh, it you know, it, it gets, it gets butchered in all kinds of ways. And it's like bonker or, uh, brung rancor or something, <laughs> you know, I mean, people abbreviate it. It's a bronc or I just, you know, I tell people half the time BK cause it's just easier to remember. Um, but, but the name comes, it's my, you know, family name, it's my middle name. And as I, you know, coming through, 
high school, I had a very um, challenging uh, time and experience, as many of us do. You know, it's a it's a bizarre time for for all human beings with, you know, hormones and friendships and relationships. And as we're coming into our adulthood and and after high school, I really emerged as an artist an entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker, just a, just a human being. I came into myself. And as I came into myself, I decided to adopt my middle name as the name that I would go by full time. And so as I stepped into that role, I assumed the name Broncar, which created a little bit of an identity crisis for a while there. Um, <laughs> but once we worked through that, it was, it was all good. And, and it just really fit me um, as I was looking for my unique voice in the world uh, the name Broncar just just resonated, and it was very vibrationally congruent with the work that I was doing and the and the person that that I had become and was continuing to become. Makes perfect sense to me. And yeah, isn't high school just? It's like a cruel joke. We're going through all these changes, and um, it, it couldn't be a more stressful time, and we couldn't be less prepared during that time frame. Unlike as we get older and start to find ourselves. So yeah, I think a lot of people share that same story of. Uh, I wish I could do that over again, yet I'm so happy it's over type of situation. Yeah. But but um, let's get into the previous year because 2020 was, you know, it was a, a year unlike any other year before. It's one of my personal favorite sayings is necessity is the mother to invention. And I think that really came to life for a lot of people who had new necessities based off of circumstance and and had to reinvent themselves, not only in their career, but in their personal life. How did 2020 treat you? Uh, did you have to make any alterations to what you had going on? And and looking back on it, um, you know, what did you learn? What are your takeaways? Give me some highs and lows. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great questions baked into there. So I would say 2020 for me, uh, the year 2020 definitely was um, you know 2020 vision. You know, it it, it really brought a lot of clarity um, out. There were a lot of growing pains in there a lot of challenging experiences, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, I'm a dad and I have two boys and, you know, for anybody that's a parent, that's just absolutely the, the biggest life-changing experience of, of all is when you become, um, you know, the, 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 the human that's responsible for humans. And so for me, parenting during the pandemic was incredibly challenging and it also yielded a lot of opportunities. So initially when pandemic hit, you know, we lost, you know, hundred percent of our business, uh, tons of live events, keynotes, concerts, um, everything got wiped out. I went into a place of wallowing and victim mentality and, you know, was very angry at the world and, uh, you know, just, just why did this happen to me? And then my wife, uh, Cindy and sanity goddess, she was just like, you know, one evening we were having a, a, a meeting. Uh, you know, after the boys went to bed and she was just like, you're so difficult to be around right now because um, I'm a really intense guy. And uh, and and obviously. And she said, you're so difficult to be around. I don't want to be around you. She said, here, put these on. And I was like, what the heck are those? And she said, they're gratitude glasses. Put them on. And she just held her <laughs> hands up with two little circles. And I was like, nice. OK, just, you know, as a joke, I was like, let me put these gratitude glasses on. I couldn't help but play with her. Right. And uh, instantaneously, it brought a smile to my face. So I put my made two little circles with my with my hands, put them over my eyes and started looking around. I was like, what do I do now with these gratitude glasses? And she said, look around and see your life. Look at your life and see the opportunity, the possibility that is here right now. 
And so I started looking around. I started started analyzing, okay, well, um, all of this work had been wiped out. Uh, so we took a big financial loss, but now there's an opportunity to pivot, to reinvent, and to actually step into a lane that I'd been wanting to step into as a professional for a long time. I started looking at my family and I started seeing the boys and I said, well, now suddenly I'm not going to be traveling for 170 days this year, or I was going to be gone for half the year. Now suddenly I have this opportunity to, uh, to develop and nurture a, a deeper connection with my two boys and to actually cultivate routines and patterns with them that were going to be uh, you know, long-term uh, healthy patterns uh, and, and connection uh, points for us, touch points. And so I started looking around and seeing this as an opportunity to take uh, take control of my health as a, you know, as a, as a, a 41 year old man uh, who had, you know, started waning and getting that dad bod going on as we called him tubby daddy. And it was like, <laughs> right. It was an opportunity to, uh, to, to shed some of that, that, that weight and, and, and shift my nutritional intake. Cause when we're traveling, I'm on the road a lot. Um, I, I, I consider myself an opportunivorist as far as diet goes. And because I'm in so many different places, but, uh, you know, so that, that <laughs> can lend itself to, you know, a lot of like burgers and fries and I'm not knocking burgers and fries. They're really good, but it's just like, you know, you're out and you're, you're kind of eating whatever's, whatever's there. And so shifting my nutritional intake, shifting my, uh, connection and relationship with my boys, uh, shifting my physical output, shifting business. And so there was all of this, um, opportunity to open these different doors and really create a transformation. And, you know, human beings really don't change unless for the most part, unless something, you know, dramatic is happening, unless there's a, unless we're required to do that, we're naturally lazy beings, you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm happy. I'm comfortable. I'm set. Uh, I don't need to change anything. And so this was, this was a very, um, it wasn't a requirement. It wasn't mandatory, but it was a very strong invitation from the universe that was saying, are you going to open this? Are you going to, are you going to take control? Are you going to create the, uh, the, the transformation. And when I say take control, um, it's also a part surrender as well. It's a listening, uh, surrendering and allowing and a taking uh, massive action kind of thing. And so in that moment or in those, those moments, it wasn't just a, you know, a single moment, but, um, in this moment of gratitude glasses and this epiphany I had, um, I started seeing the opportunity and the possibility. And, uh, and so, so, so then the business shifted, then relationships, uh, new relationships started showing up, uh, new, as I changed my internal frequency, uh, to a place of opportunity and possibility, then other people that were on that same wavelength started showing up as well. And then new business relationships, colleagues, friendships, things like that started manifesting. And then there was, there was the, you know, an identity shift, so to speak, kind of a death and rebirth experience like the Phoenix, where there was, um, there was, you know, uh, 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 the shedding of the skin of the previous version or iteration of Broncar was being shed. And now this new iteration was being morphed into, uh, as many of us have experienced. And so, um, so I think it's, it's lots of pits, lots of peaks, um, lots of things being shaken up and, as, uh, as, as there were many negative experiences for the world, there were a lot of people, you know, that, that have, you know, fallen sick and have had illness and, uh, obviously certain, you know, less preferred things in the world. And then I look at myself and I say, yeah, there were definitely some things that were less preferred. And, um, 
overall, the transformation for me personally and my family, we just took a spin on it and we have created a, um, a healthy transition into our next chapter. Yeah, great answer. I feel like that was an honest answer. And behind every crazy man is a wonderful woman. Uh, a praise to your uh, sanity goddess for um, those gratitude goggles, right? Let me try them on. I mean, I think everyone should should pause the podcast, put on those um, gratitude goggles because you're right. It's so important to look at things through the proper lens and and filter out the negative. I think the smart people took an honest inventory during this thing and, and really took some time to self-assess, find the weaknesses and, and hopefully turn them into strengths by the time this year was over. And for those who did, uh, they're starting to see the um, really the fruits of their, their efforts starting to pay off. So it seems like that is the case for you who has uh, jumped into this latest venture of podcasting. Is this something that is a happy accident or a an area you've wanted to get into for a while? Tell me about how you arrived at at this latest venture of of the Spread the Good Stuff podcast with Ron Carly. Yeah, brother. Great question. So, you know, as far as like creating a podcast, that's been something that I've been playing with for, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven years, something like that. Uh, you know, I started a podcast before it's, it's a lot of work, you know, if, if you want to do it properly, as far as like, you know, getting the I's dotted T's crossed, you know, the production side of things that most people, if you don't, if you haven't produced stuff, you know, you, you kind of take it for granted. You're like, Oh yeah, just turn the camera on and go. And it's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But there's a lot of personal development that goes into just being able to show up and be your authentic self. Um, and there's a lot of training that I've gone through as far as like in the keynoting and public speaking realm and the performance and facilitation realm and the coaching realm. And so all of my mentors, all of my coaches, all of those people are vicariously living through me and their you know legacy is living through me as I am with the people that I work with and the listeners are with the people that they work with. Um, so there's, there's, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of work that, that is required to, to produce something, um, like this. And so I think I resisted that for some time, uh, just, it just didn't fit into my, my recipe of life. It wasn't an ingredient that was, that was key. Um, but now, uh, once we basically created, uh, spread the good stuff as, as, as a movement, as a community, as a thing, as an entity, once that came to be, and it just came to be uh, not even two months ago. And once it came out, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. You know, it's not about me. Sure. I can, I can be the front man. I can be in the leadership role. I can be at the helm, you know, of the ship, but it's like, um, spread the good stuff as a movement. It's, it's, it's a thing that's happening outside of me, regardless of me. And that's very exciting. Um, you know, I've lived a lot of my life being on stages. I've done over 5,000 live shows at 5,000 live shows, which is, you know, wow. 400, you know, 400 shows a year for several years and, um, you know, more show, more shows than days. And so I spent a lot of time on stage and, and whereas I feel like I've done some good work there, a lot of it has been ego driven. It's like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of vanity metrics involved and Hey, look at me. Aren't I great? Hey, I'm good enough. You know, which goes back to a lot more patterns that we can delve into as, you know, as, as is appropriate uh, to, to open those doors of, of authenticity and vulnerability with uh, the listeners. Um, but uh, you know, for me, the spread, the good stuff movement is really about reminding people that what they do matters and how they show up in the world matters. And, 
how important it is for everyone to shine their light brightly and sing their unique theme song at the top of their lungs because every action that we take has a has a reaction. It has a, a repercussion, the domino effect, the ripple effect, or the echo effect that I, I like to talk about. Um, and that that resonance, that echo continues on long after the, the words have been spoken or the action has been made. And so we all have this energetic signature that we're putting on life. And everybody that we come in contact with, we are affecting them for better or for worse uh, in a preferred or less preferred, in an optimal or suboptimal way and those actions that we take, those words that we speak, have that that ripple effect, and they continue to resonate uh, on through life. And so, my mission in spread the good stuff is to remind people of how to be in their place of power and to understand that what they do matters. Yeah, the uh, that sounds like an elaborate process, but knowing you like I do, I. I think this is really a natural extension of who you are. You spread the good stuff. That's what Broncar is all about. And as someone who's how many live shows? 5,000? Yeah, over 5,000. Yeah, yeah. I could only imagine the people you've rubbed up against, the relationships you have built. And is that something you're planning on integrating into the show, bringing these people onto the show and, and tapping into their, uh, into their vibes and whatnot? Yeah, you, you mean like, like in person? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. There's look, we're, there's a million directions we can go. There's so many things we can get into, you know, and a lot of that's going to come down to, you know, what the production is, what the sponsorship is, what the funding is. I mean, how are, yeah, I mean, sure. We can eventually fly people in. We're uh, working on building a good stuff sanctuary right now uh, where I'll be able to do, you know, uh, you know, more live stuff. But yeah, as far as, you know, things being in person, as far as like the podcast goes, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but certainly live events, summits, retreats, in-person conferences, uh, concerts, things like that is, is primarily where I operate. Um, and then doing them on the virtual uh, platform, you know, like this, uh, yeah, there's, there's tons of, uh, tons of possibilities and there's tons of cross pollination, you know, opportunities and, and hybrid versions of everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I meant, more or less. Uh, you're going to have people on and uh, in the virtual capacity at first, right? You're going to bring your your friends, your mentors. I mean, do you have any yeah. plans on who's on the guest list? I, I can imagine it's uh, it's wrapping around the block at this point. Yeah, brother, we got lots of uh, amazing people on. So I'm bringing a lot of my mentors on, a lot of my coaches on, uh, people who have been in you know uh, inspirations to me. Uh, just you know, stellar human beings who are doing you know good things in the world, and that's. You know, that's all kinds of different masters. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people that work in, uh, you know, performance, a lot of people in health and wellness, um, you know, things that are going to strengthen the listeners, things that are going to add value to the listeners. So every episode, the mission is for people to leave having a new tool in their tool belt, having a new perspective on life, having a new, you know, a, a new uh, thought uh, that is that is that is either been planted in their mind, a, you know, a new seed in their, their garden of, of, of life, um, you know, or, or being reminded of something that they once knew and maybe have forgotten. And so that's the, that's the mission. Everybody that comes on is just full of, of wisdom uh, in, and, do, and spreading good stuff in the world. Fantastic. So we're talking conversations of inspiration with amazing people you've met along the way check that's of course what everybody wants to hear what what else is under the spreading the good stuff umbrella that is a it's a macro term i think for a lot of people it could mean different things 
What does it mean to Broncar? What is spreading the good stuff outside of the amazing people you've met? What else can people expect over the next few months, years, and et cetera? Yeah. So I, you know, spreading the good stuff to me is, you know, it, it, it's a movement. It's an energy. It's an omnipresent undercurrent of intentionality that flows <laughs> within everything. And so it's not the what, it's the why and the how. Um, so it's not what song am I playing on the saxophone, right? What song am I singing? It's like, how am I singing that song? Why am I singing that song? And so words are words, but when we use words with intention, uh, suddenly they can transform, suddenly they can move, suddenly they can heal, suddenly they can inspire, remind, empower, catalyze. And so it's being really clear on the intention uh, that, is, that is baked into the recipe uh, of, 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 of the what we are doing. And so uh, to me, it's, it's, you know, I am a, you know, I'm a conduit, I'm a Paul Revere, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a front man, I'm a host. Uh, and, and maybe I'm holding space for others to bring that, or maybe I'm sharing my perspective, or maybe, maybe I'm doing it through music or, you know, through a story or an entertainment or whatnot. Um, those are different tools that we can use different channels, uh, that we can, that we can tap into and, and, and share it. Um, but ultimately, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of the other stuff in the world that is being pumped into our psyche uh, mm. through, you know, social media, through uh, mainstream media, through, you know, different channels. Um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm here to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to bring the good stuff back. You know, it's like, I'm here to spread optimism, love, possibility, compassion, kindness, empathy, and, and, and to really uh, remind people that that stuff matters. And so that's at the forefront of everything. So the questions that I ask my guests are all focused on inspiration, on joy, on uh, reminding, you know, steering. Cause you know, I believe that, um, you know, I, one of my, one of my big passions is bringing meditation to the, to the masses and mindfulness to the mainstream. And a lot of people get turned off by the word meditation or mindfulness. And they think that it's some abstract woo woo thing that you have to go to a cave and hibernate for 30 years to master it and all that, but there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, how do we bring that in to everyday living? everyday life? How can we be more mindful? How can we incorporate uh, meditation that, um, that, that, that is accessible and relatable for the lifestyles that we're living as busy entrepreneurs or business people or uh, working professionals and parents and whatever it is in, 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 you know, in 2021, you know? And so that's one of my, that's one of my big passions is to bring that, uh, bring that in and basically to uh, incorporate tools that can help us stay in our place of power so that we can shine our light more brightly so that we can have a greater impact um, on the world. So I'll, I'll pause there because there's a lot of directions I could go with that, but let me let you steer me because I've got a lot of love in my heart and thoughts in my mind that I could uh, riff on for, you know, 10 days straight if somebody just brought me food and water. I know that's true. And that is actually the beauty of this podcast is that, I do see it going a ton of different directions. You and I have kind of talked off camera and I think some of the, the, the listeners who are familiar with you know just how deep that bag of tricks are is, but um, for those who are not super familiar, I think you guys are going to be blown away and just how talented this cat is. For example, we see a ton of instruments behind you. Let's go <laughs> <laughs> well, tell people about that. What your love for music clearly is 
one of the key variables in, in the Bronkar equation of what makes you who you are. Tell people about your love of music and instruments and and um, what they can expect from all those crazy instruments behind you. It's too many to count. Yeah, it is. It is too many to count. Yes, yeah, so I, I play a lot of instruments, uh, many, many, many. Yeah, everything from drums to woodwinds to, you know, all string stuff. And I, I love I love music and I love learning. And I love, you know, my my belief is, is that, um, you know, an instrument is an extension of the core essence of who we are. And it's just when we can master the mechanical body, then we can express ourselves through that particular medium. Uh, just like anything, you know, the spoken word is the same thing. We organize consonants and vowels in a particular way. Uh, we tell a story, we can craft a story, and then we can deliver it with, with meaning and love and, and, and clear intentionality. Um, and the same thing for, for music. And so uh, I love learning new instruments. I love the learning process of, of, of creating a relationship with an instrument and unlocking the harmonic potential between the self and the tool or the apparatus or the, or the instrument in this case. And uh, so there's a fascinating process inside of just the lifelong learning and development side of it, um, you know, and the nuts and bolts. But there's also, you know, to me, music itself, speaking to music, it's an underutilized tool in our society. And my belief is that music has the power to, to help, to heal, to stimulate, to relax. Um, and it, is, it is just an undeniable tool. And it, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care where you're from or who you are, how much money you have, how many accolades you have. Music just penetrates everything. It goes straight to the core. It goes straight to the reptilian brain. It goes straight to the heart. It goes straight to the gut. And it has the ability to unify people, no matter where we're from, what continent or country we're from. Uh, when you hear a groove, you assimilate to that groove. When we hear a tempo and a melody, we, 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 we lock onto it. We're captivated by it and we are entranced. And it is, uh, it is a tool that can be a key that can unlock a portal that takes us to other dimensions of reality, whether that's within ourselves and our heads or in our, uh, in our bodies or in the energetic realm. But it's kind of like a mathematical equation, like e equals MC squared. It's like, okay, you do this, uh, you play music like this and it unlocks this particular door and it takes you to this place of deep relaxation. You uh, use this key of music, it unlocks this door and it takes you to this place of like, you know, being able to rev it up and like get your sweat on and get your exercise on, you know, uh, you use it like this and it can be a powerful place to get you, you know, in your pregame, premeditative state of mind before a big moment, whether that's a speech or a game or a meeting, uh, you know, whatever that looks like. And so uh, for me, I, I use music as a tool to consciously engineer it so that it unlocks uh, the inner potential and in other people. And so it is always a tool for me that I'm using for others, or it's a tool that I'm using for myself to create that self-soothing, self-therapy, relaxation, stimulation, um, you know, whatever that is. But it's always at the core uh, a, a tool that is used for good and uh, for helping and for healing. You guys think he likes music? I mean, it's it's clearly palpable. I mean, you can you can just it exudes off of the camera, your true love of music. You come to life, your eyes get big and it's, it's awesome to see. And Broncar's being humble as a person who plays a grand total of zero instruments. Personally, 
I am blown away by uh, not to put a number on it, but put a number on it because I, it, you guys are going to be blown away by how many instruments he has taught himself to play. Tell him. Tell him yeah. I, yeah. I kind of lose count, but I, I I'm somewhere around 60. Um, you know, I own, I don't know. I own a few hundred instruments, but yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. I think, well, you know, and, and, and to that, you know, it's, it's like, to me, I, I get it. I get it. But you know, to me, it's, um, Every time I learn a new instrument, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm always morphing into the next iteration of a previous instrument, just like we do with learning in general in life. You know, if, if there's any uh, bilinguists or trilinguists, anybody that speaks multiple languages, you know, there's so many points that we can leverage there uh, to morph into that next language. Or, you know, there's there's transferability and uh, that, that, that we have already. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's when I, when I learn, you know, I play a lot of woodwinds, for example, and basically woodwinds are like when you take the wind that you produce and then you, you know, you apply it to, you know, a saxophone, a clarinet, a, a native flute, a bansuri flute, a traditional flute, all of these are in the woodwind family. And so once you learn one, you basically have this, you deconstruct the skill and it's like, okay, once I tap into my breath, I learn how to breathe deeply, which is a powerful tool uh, you know, for, 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 you know, for anything in life, you know, whether you're an athlete, a speaker, a coach, a parent, or whatever, it's like learning how to breathe deeply is, is such a, 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 an incredible tool. Um, but once you learn that, then you can apply it to different instruments. And then all you do is you just, you wiggle your fingers around in these particular combinations and, you know, a saxophone has a reed. And so you just change your embouchure, your lips and your tongue a little bit versus a, a flute, it, you know, you have a slightly different thing that you do with your mouth, but then you're still just kind of wiggling your fingers around and blowing your hot air in there. I just happen to have a lot of hot air. Uh, so, you know, so it's a good outlet for me to, to, to plug into. Um, but, you know, it's so there's so what I'm saying is that no matter where we are in our lives or what we're learning, there's always transferability. And there's always we already have skills. Everybody that's listening right now has skills in their tool belt. They have a tool belt full of skills and tools. And so as we're learning new things, we're, we're bringing those to the forefront and we're leveraging uh, those to morph into the next iteration. And that's how I, that's how I look at, uh, at, at learning new, new instruments. That's what I mean by polymath. It's um, that's the very definition that overlap and interoperability to use what you already know and integrate it into a new skill set. And I, if I had to pick one word to describe you, that would be it because there's this constant growth that you are showing by taking your previous skill, transferring it into your new one and so on it goes. And next thing you know, you, um, you can play 60 instruments and, and, um, you know, do 5,000 shows. It's, um, it's truly impressive, brother. Uh, one of my, you kind of touched on it a little bit ago as well. And one of my favorite things you say is your, you produce meditation that doesn't suck. What does that mean? <laughs> Tell people, because you're right. I think a lot of people have that preconceived notion of namaste, and which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the meditation you're bringing is a, is a little bit on a different tip. Tell people about what to expect in that regard. Yeah. So, you know, a, a bit ago, just to speak to that first, uh, the title, a, a bit ago, I started, um, yeah, we, we built an app and we started creating a lot of content around this over the last years I've been doing this. But um and we jokingly said, uh, you know, I was in conversation, I was like talking to somebody who is not a meditator and they were just like really resist like meditation, mindfulness, things like that. And I was like, no, 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 but it's cool because these are, these are meditations that don't suck. 
And then they laughed <laughs> hysterically. And they were like, actually, I would try that. And so we jokingly started saying, all right, yeah, so I do meditations that don't suck. And started saying that everybody would laugh every time I would say that. And uh, certainly that's not to say that like all meditations that have, you know, uh, pre-existed what I do suck. <laughs> not, not at all. Right. Uh, but it is, it is just saying that there's a, there's a heavy stereotype with, uh, with meditation. And, um, and so what we do is it's kind of, I, I, I like to do a cross pollination of things where we're doing, we're, I'm taking music, consciously engineered music, and then I'm blending it with uh, narration and guided visualization. And so basically we're kind of holding people's hands and making it clear and saying, Hey, this is where we're going. This is what I, I, I invite you to put on the forefront of your mental search engine, right? Just like you would type that into Google on a, on a, on a search, like, what are we searching for? And then we put that in their mind and it's like, okay, we're searching for this. Let's go there. And so, and then it has music baked in there, which, uh, you know, music is kind of that, that, uh, that, that atmospheric navigator or that canvas that, you know, that foundation that we're building upon and it gets us on that tempo. It allows us to, you know, gives us permission to pause, uh, which is a technique that I do, which is uh, permission to pause is pause the music, listen within, adjust the tempo, press play again. So it's a, a, a technique that we can use in our daily lives, no matter where we are. And that's essentially what we create with the, the, the meditation is it's musical meditations. It's using spoken word and storytelling and narration blended with music that creates this, uh, this cross-pollinated experience. And not only are we using meditation or visualization for deep relaxation, uh, we're also using it for stimulation. So I like to create... Um, these experiences where people can listen to them to get them revved up, to jumpstart their day, to, uh, you know, to listen to as a pregame uh, experience, you know, to get them pumped up. And just like you would listen to a rock song or a pop song or a hip hop song or whatever your, your genre of choice is to get you revved up in the moment, um, instead of listening to that, this is basically, uh, basically that, but, but specifically engineered to get inside of your mind, for you to get inside of your own mind, to set, to align your mind and set your tone for how you want to show up. Yeah. And I've gotten to listen to a lot of it firsthand and you guys are going to be blown away. It's unlike anything you've heard. And it's just it, not just for meditation. For me personally, I put it on for studying, um, for preparation, a lot just as background while I'm doing my work, mm -hmm. which I think it's uh, exploding genre, especially on YouTube. You see some of the numbers on these and it's, it's insane because I think a lot of people working from home, trying to cancel out all the noise in their house, whether it's a screaming kid or a lawnmower or whatever the case might be. This is just a perfect way. It's like noise cancellation allows you to dial in. And um, you kind of touched on that earlier. There's a lot of a lot of noise coming from the world. And I feel like that's what you're offering. You're offering noise cancellation in many different aspects to the listeners at large. Yeah, it's giving us permission to get away from the cacophony of life, you know, because there's so much out there. There's so much, you know, movement and sound and noise and cacophony and chaos yeah. uh, that's going on constantly. It's hard to focus. And especially for me, you know, I've had ADHD. Uh, imagine that. But it's like I have I've had ADHD. And so figuring out how to channel, how to focus um, has, has, has been challenging for me. And so this is definitely, that's another part of what we've created with mindset music is 
um, instrumental music as well. So there's there's a couple of different um, uh, you know parts to the to the to the musical compositions that, uh, that 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 I've created, which is one is like meditation visualization. It's got narration. It gives us stuff to focus on. It you know speaking uh, using English uh, language to speak. And then there's a ton of instrumental stuff that I that I've composed and created, and that is you know hand pans, flutes, saxophone, drums, beats, you know, uh, recording nature sounds, you know, uh, birds and waterfalls, rivers, oceans, blending all of that together and then creating these sound palettes for people to put on in the background. And this is a whole nother, uh, you know, kind of genre inside of, of, of what we've created, which is, which is uh, music that is um, interesting enough to not be like monotonous and like an annoying loop, like some things, many things, most things that I've heard on, uh, on, on YouTube or in this um, kind of background yoga rhythmic music. Uh, it's a loop uh, and it's like a five minute loop that's just like looped over for an hour and it drives me nuts. And it's like, oh my God, I've heard this so many times. And so I was like, how can I create something that isn't just looped like that, um, that has, uh, has enough of, 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 of an interesting melody and rhythm there uh, to, 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 to not drive you crazy, but it's, it's not quite catchy enough to pull your attention to it. And there's this, there's this middle ground where it's like, it's almost like, yeah, it's not too good, <laughs> right. but it's not too bad. It's like this Goldilocks zone of like, it's just tolerable. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, totally. It's complimentary to whatever else you have going on. Boom. It's complimentary. It's complimentary. If you got emails to crank out, if you got, uh, you know, uh, edits to make, if you got, if, you know, if you want to put it on for your yoga practice or your breathing practice or your stretching or exercise practice, or your, your running or whatever that is, it's like, okay, we want stuff that you can put on there and you can listen to, and it can drive your, your mood and be your atmospheric navigator to get it done, whatever that is. And on the flip side of that too, I've already used a lot of your stuff to, um, as like a pillow service, a turndown service. It's uh, it could definitely get you nice and docile too, and ready to decompress at the end of the day. Um, if, if the audience is like me, that's when I do some, some, a personal audit on myself before I go to bed, kind of reflect on the day that was, this is perfect for that to kind of go deep into your, into your mind and, and, and deconstruct your day so you can be a better version of yourself tomorrow. And then next thing you know, you're sleeping. That's happened to me numerous times now where I'm, I'm sitting here listening to your stuff. Not that it puts me to sleep in a bad way. It puts me to sleep in a good way because I'm like you, my brain is constantly going a thousand miles an hour. And at the end of the day, sometimes it's just hard to, to say, all right, let's turn in. Let's get a good night's sleep because your brain keeps going. We want to decompress. We want to relax. Um, and sure, there are plenty of other tools that we can do. Uh, there's, you know, you know, products that we can consume. There's changing clothes. There's, uh, you know, there's, you know, changing environments and location. But also sonically, what are we? How are we shifting the the tone, the music, the tempo, the melody, all of these types of things uh, to to create a healthy and and powerful uh, transition into these different uh, ways of being, much like we would shift gears in a car. Right. For those of you who remember the stick, the stick shift, how you would, you know, either upshift first to second to third, the fourth to fifth, as we get on the freeway, downshifting and then bringing it back to that neutral place of relaxation. How are we shifting our gears uh, throughout throughout our days? Well said. Yeah, it's a great visual. I can see that. Uh, 
it is important. It's, it's critical. I I'm a big believer that you're a product of not only the people, but the things you surround yourself with most. And, and that I believe is, is the, the promise of this podcast and of your platform is that it's a hub for good stuff. It's plain and simple, but at the same time, one of the most critical decisions somebody can make is, is choosing to surround yourself with good people, good things, good stuff. And, and becoming that environment because the, the opposite is also true. If we're surrounding ourselves with, with junk food, both uh, what we're consuming uh, as far as food or energy or content, it can have a, a long-term damaging effect. So yeah, it's, we, I, I love what you're doing. I love the mission statement because there's a lot of people putting the crosshairs and focus on all the wrong things. And you're trying to do the exact opposite, put the crosshairs and, and focal point on all the good things. So I respect you for that, Bronco. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, we call, we call those things. The, that's the other stuff. There's the good <laughs> stuff and the other stuff. Now, <laughs> and, you know, like and, and, and an important thing to address is that in order to spread the good stuff, in order to be that light and shine brightly and be, you know, be that powerful force in the universe, um, as everybody has the ability to do in order to do that. Sometimes we have to work through the other stuff. Sometimes we have to face the other stuff. Sometimes we have to have courageous conversations. So it's not about avoiding any of this other stuff. It's about dealing with that. Uh, you know, it's like when you got a heckler in the audience and they're hijacking the show, it's like, you got to deal with that heckler. You know, it's like, you got to call that heckler out. You got to like bring that heckler in, make them a part of the show. And so it's like, it's not about ignoring that and, and kind of, you know, not addressing the elephant in the room. It's like, no, sometimes there needs to be uh, a, a courageous conversation. Sometimes we need to confront that um, in order to work through that. The key is to do it in a healthy way. That's going to bring out the best in the situation. That's going to unlock the harmonic potential in that, uh, in that environment or that relationship or that situation. And so uh, that's a very important thing is that we're not shying away for that. We're not just focusing on, you know, butterflies and sunsets. It's like, you know, what I always say is that, look, unicorns fart too, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> I'm all about a beautiful sunset. You know, I'm all about the, the fantasy and adventure. I'm all about that. But there's also a reality check and we have yeah. to work through some things here. And it's life isn't a cookie cutter, you know, Disney story. Uh, it just isn't. And I'm a huge Disney fan. I worked for Disney for, I did hundreds of shows with them on their, on their cruise ships. And I'm a huge Disney, fa Disney fan and advocate for them. And I love what they're doing in the world. Definitely good stuff in my opinion. Um, but, but it isn't, it isn't a cookie cutter Disney, Disney movie. It's like right. having kids isn't just like having a little mini me. And it's like, Oh, my little mini me does exactly what I say. And I program him or her and, and, and he or she does what I say and wears what the same thing that I may believe in the same things and do the same things and love the same things. Not like that at all. It's like, you got to change diapers. You got to deal with, uh, with tantrums. You got to deal, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. They got their own reality. And I accept the fact that not only is, 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 are these little beings a part of my universe and my uh, uh, unique life journey, but I am a part of theirs as well. And so they have their own solar system that is orbiting them, which they are the center of their, their universe. They are the sons of their universe as we all are. So it's like uh, acknowledging that there are many things in life that uh, are, are, are preferred and less preferred. And sometimes we got to deal with those less preferred things and take them head on, you know, uh, uh, in, in order to get to the good stuff in order to, 
to vibrate at that at that high level in order to um, in order to really be, you know, be vibrationally congruent and to amplify our impact in the world and to spread more of the good stuff. It's not about ignoring that, that other stuff. It's about dealing with that. We got to clean out the garage every once in a while in order to make space uh, so we can paint the walls and we can do the thing and we can, whatever we got to deal with that, man. We got to, yeah. we got to, we got to move it out. We got to sweep it out. We got to do the thing, you know, in order to have the thing, we can't just like sit there and ohm about it. It's like, ohm, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> ohm, I'm going to have a magical garden in the backyard. Ohm. And I open my eyes and it's like, where are the plants? Where's the fruit? Where are the veggies? Right, right. It's like, no, no, no. I got to go to the store. I got to get some uh, seeds. I got to get some fertilizer. I got to get some soil. I got to water them. I got to plant them. I got to nurture them. I got to love them. I got to tend to them. I ain't going to have a garden if I don't do that. So we actually have to do it. And in fact, spreading the good stuff in my mission is, is if you think of a Y X graph, right? You got this up and then you got this side, you got vertical and horizontal uh, graph and it's the Y X. And it's like up here, you got the, you got the, the, um, the, the abstract skill, the energy, the, the essence, the esoteric, the metaphysical, all of this stuff up here, people call them soft skills. I call them essential skills, life skills. And then down here, you got the nuts and bolts. You got the, um, the, the spreadsheet and the, 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 the steak dinner, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you got that and, and, and where, where those two meet in the top right corner, that is the mastery. That is the Jedi. That is, that is when, when you have got it going on, that is the good stuff up there. We got to have both. We got to actually follow through. We got to make the plan. We got to follow the plan. We've got to integrate the nutritional intake. We've got to integrate the exercise. We've got to, whether that's physical or mental meditation or, or, or getting your sweat on, it's like, we've got to do that on a consistent basis. And we've got to do it with love, compassion, kindness, high vibes, all of that in order to to be this, uh, this, this Jedi or this, this wizard, which is essentially the amplifier or the ambassador of the good stuff. That was a mouthful, but I know you meant every word of it. I'm actually very happy to hear that because it is in vogue, right? It's in vogue for to be kind and nice and to focus on the good things in life. These are all just, you know, platitudes that are a plenty in today's day and age. But you're right. It's that rolling up your sleeves, getting your hands dirty, putting some ingenuity and elbow grease in there and, and getting the job done. And as someone who knows you personally, uh, I'll give all the listeners a perfect example. Uh, Bronco, you got to start interviewing some people so you can get your um, sea legs and, and, and start seeing what it's like. It's a different experience than being on stage. Well, less than a week later, Broncar's done 10 interviews and, you know, he's just hit the ground running <laughs> and I, I respect that you just get out there and, and fall forward. Uh, however you want to say it, that's, that's yeah. nine tenths of the law, right? Actually doing it. We could all talk about it. We can all, uh, you know, spit out a cute little phrase that um, sounds good, but actually implementing it, applying it in a practical way. That's where, that's where the truth bumps come in. That's where the life altering moments happen. And I'm happy to hear that you will be doing your best to facilitate that in, in people's lives, because that's what people need. Everyone has a, a feel good, but a lot of people don't know how to foster that in that dream into a reality and, and, and make it um, a, a new part of their, their life's mission. So I think you have more than enough uh, success behind you to where you can speak about this wisely. And I'm excited uh, not only for the listeners, but personally to listen to your show and to tap into that. And I can't help but think when I, I like, for example, you brought up 
um, hecklers in the crowd and of course, 5,000 shows. And I, there's a lot of podcasters out there. And I think we could all kind of, uh, those of us who have been behind the microphone and done some podcasting, there's a certain feeling that comes from it, a little bit of a rush. Um, what's the difference though? As someone now you've been doing this for, uh, you're kind of seeing what this podcasting game is all about. You've been on more stages than I can shake a stick at. What? what's the crossover? What's the difference? Do you get that same adrenaline that you would from doing a live performance is, is doing a podcast, uh, help people tap into that. I'd like to know what it's like to be on stage and, and how it stacks yeah. up to being behind a mic. Yeah. There's, there's, they're so different. They're so different behind a mic. You're, you're safe. You got a microphone, <laughs> you got a little camera. This is, this is, yeah, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might say that. Oh, this is like, this is like, I mean, I, I haven't rehearsed anything that I'm saying now. It's like, you know, this is just totally off the cuff. Isn't you know that beautiful? It's like the ad lib yeah. world of podcasting. Isn't it nice? Just the improv yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I'm not saying that podcasting is easy for everybody, but there is a, there is a huge difference between like, you know, strapping on your earbuds and turning the camera on and like, flying to another city, staying in a hotel, getting on stage at 8 a.m. with a microphone strapped to your face with lights on your face in front of a couple thousand people and making friends with them. And it's like, that is just a completely different experience. Um, you know, there's a, there's, you know, this, this is a safety net, you know, this is like, oh yeah, I could be a tightrope walker, you know? And it's just like, and I, I'm like, you know, I got my little slack line in the backyard, you know what I mean? It's like, right. versus like, you know, tight roping across, uh, you know, the freaking Canyon or something, you know? Right. Um, cause yeah, when you're on stage, man, you, and, and especially as a soloist, you know, when you're by yourself, you know, uh, giving a, a speech or a performance or a keynote address or whatnot, you're on your, you're on stage by yourself. You know, there's, uh, there's no safety net. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no safety net. It's, it's a different kind of safety net. And, you know, for me, one of the biggest things, I'll just speak a little bit to, to performance, uh, to live performance on, on stage. And, and, you know, I would call that analog and this is digital, right. For the old school, uh, musicians or people, you know, it's just like, there's analog on stage, which is like kind of the real thing. And then there's digital, which is like, it's not, it's not, not real. It's just, it's just safer. It's just so much safer. Yeah. And so on stage, man, uh, you know, you know, I talked about hecklers and as you brought that up, it's like, the, the ability to master the nervous system is that right there is, I mean, that's game day. That's kind of like, you know, a good example would be if, if there's any, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, sports fans listening and watching, if you're a sports fan, there's a big difference between playing basketball at Madison square garden when there's 25,000 people watching and playing basketball in your backyard with your goal. You're still playing basketball, but there's a very different expectation uh, with those people there. And I've actually performed at Madison Square Garden. I did a halftime show for the Knicks and the Celtics uh, years ago, uh, which was, that was a heck of a rush, man. Whoa. I, can I mean, that was a big learning experience of how, how to um, cultivate a powerful uh, ritual and routine, a pregame ritual and routine. Um, you know, because I'm going on at halftime between, you know, in between these like beast players and all of the audience is there to see them. And here I've got to come out and like, you know, and do my thing in between. But anyway, um, th there's such a big difference in that. And so, you know, but what I found 
is that as I can master the self, as I can master my nervous system, as I can uh, do that, I, I set a clear intention. And what I do is every time before a show, I put my, I put my focus off of myself and onto the audience. And I say, I'm not here for, for me. I'm not here for vanity metrics. I'm not here to be perfect. I'm not paralyzed by perfection because as soon as I get in that state that I've got to be perfect, I'm, 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 there's no way that I can do that. I can't achieve that as a human. And so I put that on the audience and I say, I'm here to help. I'm here to inspire. I'm here nice. to heal. And so as soon as I put that focus on the audience, I can't mess that up. I can't mess it up. It's impossible for me not to succeed because I'm there with that omnipresent uh, undercurrent and intention of love, of kindness, of coaching, of compassion, of bringing out the best in somebody else. And as I'm there and I put that on the forefront of my mental search engine, I'm searching for that opportunity. And so as I step on stage, I'm already winning because I'm there to help and heal and serve and contribute. And so, and then as the show goes on, what I do is th this came from working uh, comedy clubs. And I did a lot of comedy clubs on cruise ships and in LA. And when I lived in Los Angeles and all kinds of different stuff and doing these comedy clubs, you're coming on stage and you're having to warm up an audience instantaneously. Yeah. You know, you've got five seconds, you've got one second, you, you, it's, it's immediate when people are either going to love you or they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and so coming out and creating instant connection with the audience, building immediate rapport with the audience is such a critical part. And so as we can get into there and we think about the psychology of things, we think about instead of it, because essentially what you're doing is you're delivering a, a monologue, but you're making it feel like a dialogue. You want the audience to feel included. So then there's tools of ways to bring them in, uh, ways to make them feel as though they're part of the show, part of the experience. And so for me, it's always about finding ambassadors in the audience, finding amplifiers in the audience, calling on people. And those could be those could be quiet people that are kind of kind of hush hush hiding. Those can be the loud people who are like getting up and belligerent. It's like, but finding those people and creating connections with them. And then suddenly when you create a connection with an audience member, then you start to have this uh, harmonic potential that you can unlock. And suddenly there's me on stage, there's that one audience member, and then there's the energy of us together. And yeah. so it, it becomes one plus one is three. And so that three then starts to multiply and other people can vicariously experience through that person. And now they have the connection and then it starts to create these pockets. And then suddenly just like laughter, when one person starts to laugh uh, and cackle, you kind of can't help, but smile and cackle, you know, you just, it's, it's, it's infectious. And so, and that can go in either ways. There's the good stuff and the other stuff, mm. you know what I'm saying? And so, that you can easily dive bomb very quickly, you know, and, and all that stuff. But, but so, so as I search for those, it's unlocking that harmonic potential with an audience. So there's a completely different skill set there than doing a, a, a podcast or a, or a live or a, any of, even if, if, even if you are live, but certainly if you're pre-recorded, uh, you know, post post-production and all that stuff, but there's a very different feeling. Now I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying that they're so different and just like the musical instruments we were talking about earlier, I'm not saying that like there are tons of skills that are transferable. I don't know how uh, podcasting and, and, and that type of thing translates and transfers into live performance um, because I've come from the live performance world sure. and, I'm, and I'm transferring it to podcasting. And to me, it's very, very easy. 
um, because there's so many skills that are transferable, not because I'm better or worse than anybody, but because I've logged, I mean, I don't know, 20,000 hours. I don't know what, how many hours I've logged on stage, but like so many hours doing that thing that now that comes over here. And so I don't know how it goes, you know, the other way. Uh, but that certainly is uh, from from my experience in 10,000 words or more. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, you're right. There is that reverse. Most people would start podcasting, graduate to to live gigs. And you've gone the other way. You've been performing for probably most of your adult life. And it's just it is something that comes naturally to you. For a lot of people, what I've I've realized is they start podcasting and they start getting comfortable in their own skin and, and hearing their own voice on playback and, you know, overcoming some of those initial hurdles and, and long-term if, if people are doing it right, it could lead to, you know, live speaking gigs or flying out and, and doing something somewhere else. So I brought that up number one, because I think it's very intriguing, but also just to give people an idea of, of that skill set that they're going to tap into when listening to your show and, and some of the things that uh, we talk about the implementation, actually using these ideas and, and, yeah. and, and putting them into motion in our lives. And yes, and I, just like with your live shows, you talk about integrating the crowd. One plus one is three. Uh, just from talking with you, I, I also get the vibe of that. You're also looking for that uh, in certain points with your show, doing some live Q and A's, Yes. Um, you know, yes. Facebook lives and just doing that yes. improv. Let's let's crowdsource and, yep. and learn from each other. Is that right? Absolutely. This is all about building community. It's all about showing up and serving again. It's like, what questions do do our listeners have? Uh, you know, what questions are they are, are they are they needing answered and to gather that? And that's the that's that's how you can create a dialogue. And that's the beauty of, of, of something you can do um, here on the virtual platform is that having that, that, that opportunity to engage many different people from different parts of the world simultaneously in the same uh, space and time, uh, you know, and being able to get that real time feedback and say, okay, how do we, how do we get those, those questions? And then how do we answer them? That'll, that will dictate the types of people I bring on the show that will dictate, you know, me speaking to people as well. Um, you know, and, and, and addressing those things. Cause we're here to serve, we're here to help, we're help to, to, to help spread the good stuff uh, in the world. So absolutely that dialogue is going to be a critical uh, part of, of this uh, movement. I can't wait for that. And that's what I'm talking about guys. There's going to be a wide variety of talking points, uh, platforms that Broncar is going to be appearing on. Um, you're going to be able to find him on YouTube, of course, wherever podcasts are available, uh, the website itself. We're going to throw some emails out there for you can um, drop off some questions. Broncar is going to do his best to answer all of them. Uh, we expect a massive influx. So, you know, we'll pick the best. And, and of course, Broncar is going to impart his wisdom. And I know that he's also excited from learning from all of you guys, because oh, yeah. you know, collectively, I'm a big believer that everyone has solved a problem every problem that's ever existed. The, the key is building the relationships and finding the right people that you can go to when you have that question and not having, not being ashamed of not knowing. One of the best things we can ever do is say, you know, I'm not sure I could do better there, or I need to learn more about that. And then having someone in your Rolodex that you can go to, to have those questions answered and to learn from and mentor. Sometimes we're the mentor, sometimes 
we're the mentee and, and that's just life. So I know that you told me that you're personally, you're excited about that two-way street of, of teaching what you've learned and learning from, from all the great teachers. So that's the beauty of the world we're living in, in now, right? This uh, virtual experience where we all collectively come together and, and like you said, create this, this collective consciousness, almost like a neural network of, of, um, you know, teachings, learning, um, and also that excitement that you could tap into that collective energy, right? I mean, that's, that's the beauty of, of when I think about you podcasting and starting on this venture is, is just that massive neural network that you're going to be able to tap into. And of course the, the listeners will as well. And of course, as we progress down this road, uh, you know, we'll put out, you know, specific addresses, where to find Broncar, um, of course, wherever it is, like, subscribe. So this way you get notifications of when new episodes drop, new content. It's not just going to be interviews, guys. It's going to be um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a smorgasbord of, of good stuff. And yeah, I don't know about you guys, that gets me pretty excited because I can't think of a better person personally to spread the good stuff other than my main man, Broncar Lee. Brother, I wish you the very best of luck with this. I know it's going to be just like everything else you do. It's going to be uh, an amazing collection of good stuff, brother. And I know the they're just excited as I am. So good luck, my man. Awesome, brother. Really appreciate you for interviewing me on my podcast. <laughs> I like we'll have to do, we'll have to do this again because I get to talk a lot here, and this is exciting. You know, when you're you're interviewing someone, you don't get to talk as much. So it's uh, this is very exciting for me to to be able to to yap because again I, I got a lot of hot air and a lot of love in my heart and thoughts in my mind so thank you for holding space for me and uh and uh and and, and bringing it out of me brother so uh yeah it's a special it's shout a, out to dan <laughs> it's a true honor mostly i will be behind the scenes but who knows maybe um maybe i'll appear again because people do love hearing from you but i'm expecting that the um who's going to interview you in the future is uh, the audience at large because i know they're going to have a ton of questions for you and um i just can't wait to see you guys all engaging i'm, I'm along for the ride as well and i'm just i'm happy to be a part of this community you're building i think it's going to be something special who knows where it goes but uh, i feel like uh, excelsior onward and upward there's big things ahead and i'm just super excited to be part of of the team and 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 to see it all you know, going to that maturation process. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun ride, man. Buckle, like you said the other day, buckle up and not the uh, seatbelt, but the, uh, the roller coaster, uh, the whole thing, man. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be a, but, it's going to be a ride. Yeah. Buckle up, baby. I ain't talking about no lap belt. I'm talking about, you know, you got to pull the harness down. It's like, we're yeah, going, man. we are That's going. Right. And I also want to give a special uh, shout out here as we wrap um, special shout out to all of you who listen. Uh, if you found value in this, make sure to share it with somebody who you think would benefit from this. Also, um, I want to give a special uh, thank you to our sponsors. Oh, wait a second. We don't have any sponsors. So <laughs> if you would like to sponsor us, if you would like to align yourself with us um, and, and be an ambassador, be a, 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 a collaborator, uh, please reach out to us at spreadthegoodstuff.com and, and, and let us know how you would like to, uh, to collab and, and assist and uh, amplify us. 
Uh, we can't do this uh, alone. It's, 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 it takes a team. So if you yourself would like to become a sponsor or if you know somebody else who you think that uh, it would be a powerful alliance for us to align ourselves with, please make that connection uh, as uh, we are on the search for that. Um, so thank you everybody for joining. Thank you, Dan, for interviewing me. My name is Bron Lee, better known as the Good Stuff Guy. Uh, I hope that you found value today. Get out there, uh, shine your light brightly and sing your unique theme song at the top of your lungs because the world needs you, my friend, to show up and spread the good stuff. All right, bye-bye. Speaking of theme song, you guys, I know you love this track. Ha, 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 ha.